Welcome to Bedknobs and Broom Flicks, the podcast that talks about witches, man-witches, warlocks, sorcerers, and other magic practitioners in movies, television, comic books, books, and just about everything. We also talk about heroic and just plain awesome animals as our favorite familiars and witches and histories. Histories. <laughs> I'm already beginning. Sorry. And like I said, the decline begins here. <laughs> okay, so listeners... One of us is, is really has really been under the weather and is not all mentally here. Listen, not COVID, not COVID. Let's let's actually considering what we are going through right now. Not COVID, other things, sinus crap and sinus surgery. But yes. uh, listen in and uh, tell us who you think it is. <laughs> tell us your guess. <laughs> Press Sorry. one for Linda, two for Jane. <laughs> By the way, this show will include spoilers, and you've been warned. <laughs> you've been warned. My name is Linda, uh, but this week, I'm a fresh Wisconsin cheddar. I drive rodents plum crazy. <laughs> and you may call me Daisy, but my name is actually Jane. Yes. <laughs> We got to get right the hell into that. Um, <laughs> Thank <so> you. <laughs> we're talking about the 2020 version of The Witches that uh, you can view on HBO Max right now. And uh, only on HBO Max. I think we've already sadly. discussed my rant about HBO in the last episode. <laughs> and it is directed by the great Robert Zemeckis. Uh, and the writers were uh, Robert Zemeckis as well, and Kenya Barris, who you may know from uh, Blackish, Grownish, um, uh, Black AF, and also uh, the uh, upcoming sequel to Coming to America, uh, Coming the Number Two America. And uh, also, I was very delighted to see uh, one of the writers were Guillermo del Toro, and I freaking love Guillermo del Toro. We need to do one of his movies soon. Yes. Why haven't we done one of his movies? I feel like I my... can't really pronounce his name right now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I keep trying, but like, my my sinus is like, no, no, fuck you. <laughs> so... You're giving it away right now. <laughs> now everybody will know it's you. <laughs> hey, well, you could have had surgery and fixed your problem, and maybe I haven't had surgery. <laughs> like, I'm still having issues. <laughs> and I think it was painfully obvious before. <laughs> but uh yeah, so this was from 2020 and uh yeah, it has an all-star cast and some brilliant uh newbies. Uh well, I should shouldn't say like newbies, but people uh some child actors who I uh, don't have a lot of uh, acting under the belt. Which, to be fair, um, it's probably good they don't have a lot of acting under the belt because if they suddenly had 50 screen credits before the age of nine, I would actually be concerned for their health and safety. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, on Cage's Kiss, we just covered uh, Color Out of Space, and uh, the the youngest actor was the, um, the young version of, I think it's Luke or Lucas in... Uh, haunting of hill house so i was just like well damn <laughs> right up the bat he's got a pretty he's got some good cred there <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, so it's um, uh, as Jane was mentioning. <laughs> please, please go into your thoughts on that. Well, Daisy. I mean, I, I guess to, to start out with, this is again The Witches by Roald Dahl, um, mm-hmm. and they just remade it. And um, it, let's, I mean, we can go into that, but I think we should probably go from the beginning because there's a lot, there's a couple things they obviously changed. And I think some mm-hmm. of it was a, a really um, interesting and unique change that I enjoyed. Like, um, so instead of um, the grandma, who again gets reverted back to grandma. We don't get Helga or any sort yes, of special names anymore. We get grandma and we get hero, aka boy. <laughs> Actually, I think he gets a name. And I was trying to look this up really by kind of spaced on it. Is um oh. when they get to the hotel and uh Stanley Tucci, who's the hotel manager, like mm-hmm. leans over and says something Tucci. very particular. Yeah. He leans over and says something in particular. And I even wrote a note about that when um he said, Um, well, young man, um, you should be really excited about staying in such a fine hotel, a young man such as yourself. And I wrote down, What do you mean by that? Oh, <laughs> but- yeah, there's like a I mean, that's one thing I love about this. Um, one of the changes that I love is that it really, um, it, it didn't just bring it to the setting of the 60s in America, but it like put it right smack dab in all the shit that was going on in in the 60s in America and like during the civil rights movement. Yeah. And, well, it and they really they changed the- captured oh, that racism. Sorry. Yes. But- Oh, no, no. I was going to say yes. Like, you have to bring up the fact that they obviously changed the um, race and the mm-hmm. um, nationality of the characters. Because um, Octavia Spencer obviously plays the grandma, which I this is the first thing that I noticed, which then I had to look this up, was my first reaction was, Octavia Spencer looks way too young to be a grandma. And then I looked her up because I'm like, because at first I thought it was, was like one of those like weird like Jennifer Lawrence yeah. type things where it's like she's in her 30s. And somebody was like, well we can make her into an old person. It's like, and then she's in her fifties and I mean, she's 50. I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> so my first reaction was like, ah, oh, they just, they just made this like nice young woman, like, you know, to be a grandma because they didn't want to cast an older woman and everything. Or like, like they just think like any woman in her thirties can be like a grandma. It's like, that doesn't make sense. I thought she was in her 50. She was 50. I was like, Oh, Oh, Holy crap. <laughs> so first off, Aging oh, yeah. well, Octavia Spencer. Really fucking aging well. You shocked really me there. Well. Although and still... apparently she may have fibbed about her her birthday before. So I think she said before that it was 1971, and it's really 1970 or something like that. So I don't know. It doesn't but... matter. In my opinion, she still looks way too young to be a grandma. But man, is she, she... looks fucking great. I, I just I also want to nominate both her and uh, the young boy um, played by Jazir Bruno as the best version of what would happen if a mother lost a daughter and a grandson lost a mother at the exact same time and the yes. grief they would be going through. Yes, I, that was that was believable. I actually I put that in my notes that the way that uh, they I love that they actually take the time to focus on the loss of his parents and the loss of her daughter in the beginning and the relationship between the both of them and how it blossoms. And it seems to me like they they focus more on their relationship than they do 
with the actual witches, and I actually enjoyed that. Yeah, because I um I rewatched this again because um, my kid came in like halfway through the movie and started watching mm-hmm. and really enjoying it, so he wanted to rewatch it again, which means I might now have to keep HBO Max. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna bang my head on the wall just uh, for a second here, but um, he really liked it, and um, so when I rewatched it, it was like that was the same thing that caught me was just you know like just how obviously devastated he was that he lost both of his parents, and mm-hmm. you know obviously even though um, Grandma lost her daughter um, in a terrible horrific accident, she's you know she has to sit there and go like okay I've got this young grandson to raise and I'm going to try to find a way to both fight through my grief um, mm-hmm. while also providing this, you know, young child with a way to, you know, just provide the love and the care and the support mm-hmm. that we both need. And they grow together both through their grief, but also just, I, I, I love their love of music. Like her, yes. <laughs> I, wrote, I also wrote down, oh. going like this soundtrack is my soundtrack right now. <laughs> like yeah. I'm loving every single song. Uh, and that when she's, she's like, yeah, a lot of it reminded me of like my childhood because my dad listened to uh, a lot of them. Well, I, I listened to a lot of that music with my dad. Oh, but, same. Um, like when, when she's singing the, uh, uh, reach out and like dancing and i like oh it got me it really got me and then when she tells him uh she says you know do i feel bad for you or do i i I feel bad yes i i'm sad for you but do i feel bad for you no (laughs) like like, yeah i it's this is life this is what happened i lost my daughter and you lost your mom, but and you your know. father, yeah, she, he lost yeah. both of them, but yes, yeah, so she and um, you know, she explained, I mean, she definitely reaches into um, you know, Christianity as a mm-hmm. means of finding a reason for you know, just trying to find a reason to move on and to you know, try to do with what has been given to you, and yeah, um, and it's like you know, this yes, I feel terrible, this is very sad, but we there's no use in us questioning why this happened and to go on as, as if you know we died with them, yeah. And I, I really, really liked that, I really yeah. enjoyed that, and just seeing them like their relationship grow. As opposed to the 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 other story and the original uh, book story, where they she lived in Norway, he often visited her, and there was already that relationship there, and it was just kind of like, so mom and dad died. Oh, that's sad. That's sad. That's sad. Okay, well, good times now. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and even in the book, it almost felt like. I mean, he even says in the book that he always felt closer to his grandma than his parents, and mm-hmm. yeah, they have that moment where they just you know, like lay together on the on her big chair and like hug and but he wonders mm-hmm. what's going to happen to him and it doesn't feel like you know that morning of the loss of the parents you know it's more like a fear of obviously what's you know going to happen to him but at the same yeah. time it's like it, it almost felt like he was like i i already loved my grandma more and at least i'm with the person i love the yeah. most <laughs> that's what it felt like when i read that i was like damn it's like i'm really getting over this really fast well, and I, I like this one because not only did it it make certain shifts like that, but um, also because, you know, like we were saying before, it like it put it right smack dab in the um, in the heat of all the shit that was going on in 1960s Alabama, especially like the South. And um, 
in like with uh, all the racism that was going on, Stanley Tucci's character, the Tooch, um, being like, you know, oh, you are very privileged and yes. kind of like saying you should be grateful and you should keep in line. Yeah. Like I said, the exact words were a young man such as yourself. <laughs> I'm just, that's yes. what I was like. And what do you mean by that? <laughs> I mean, like every single mm-hmm. person else, like, and even like, um, like after, um, um, hero, uh, you know, ha- is, meets his first account with the witch in the store, which, by the way, bold ass witch doing it in the middle of the store <laughs> with the yeah. snake and everything. <laughs> I oh, Although yeah. I also love um, Grandma's explanation of um, you need galvanized nails because you don't want to get locked out. I'm like, yes! I love her explanation for tetanus and how to cure it. <laughs> like, she's not wrong. <laughs> At the same time, I'm just like, God damn! Like this is great, <laughs> and. The- <laughs> And they also added the other element where grandma is a healer. So she yeah. uses uh, more herbal based um, medicine and also um, what it, uh, he referred to as a voodoo priestess when she opens up her closet mm-hmm. and all of the um, different um, symbols and um, I was going to say paraphernalia, but uh, ritualistic um, idols were hanging up in her lock closet and she's using the crystal. So it was a nice little, I don't know, I, I kind of like that touch because it kind Me of also too. like, because you don't get the Norway explanation, but you at least get right. the explanation as to why she knows so much outside of her own childhood encounter with um, the witch incident with her own friend. So in the book, it's more like uh, she had incidents with her childhood friends, but also like they don't really explain, I guess like this is common knowledge. Everybody knows this stuff. And like they, she was uh, like a witch hunter or something. But then in, in this movie, it's like, yeah, that happened to her. And then she became like a, a healer, like a good witch. Yeah. And but and she also uses it because nobody else obviously believed her, which makes it mm-hmm. make the, which makes the witches obviously more dangerous because when people don't believe you like obviously this what she probably would have been about nine or ten when her friend yeah. was turned to a chicken by a witch, you know, when you're. You know, and it I makes it just as dangerous. <laughs> Actually, that was one time my kid kind of laughed because this is the way that she turned to a chicken when she went, yeah. <laughs> my kid was like, <laughs> but he was kind of scared when she first started growing like the gizzard and everything. Yeah. But um, it makes it more frightening because when nobody else believes you and you're the only one who saw this, it's like, how, how do you fight back? So she becomes mm-hmm. a healer and she starts learning as much as she can about these things that hurt her friend. Um, although I will admit that when I saw that story, I was like waiting for the scene where um, Alice ends up on a dinner table. I, know, I wrote me that, too. I wrote that down because they're just like because the first thing that Alice's parents say when they come out because they just see a chicken, they're like, "Look at the size of that chicken!" I'm like, yes! "Oh no!" That's what I was told, Carlo, because we watched it together. I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> they're gonna eat their child." But so she just lays but, green eggs. But still. <laughs> I was like, I was like waiting for like the end cut to the scene of like them like serving this huge chicken and um, grandma's younger self is just sitting there like not willing to eat a bike. She's just like. (gasps) Well, they do like uh, stick to the book part where she says like that. uh, I hear they were delicious. Yes, she stuck to that. (laughs) Instead of doing the pitcher thing, they got the uh, chicken Mm -hmm. thing. So which um. That's, um, I kind of like that. Like I said, I, some of these changes they've made are actually really nice. Um, mm-hmm. 
differences from both the book and from the movie. And um, so anyways, I, I will say that um, I like just before, because like, you know, grandma's freaking out now. She's like, wait, there's a witch in town and just went after my grandson. Mm-hmm. And now I got to get him away so that he doesn't get, you know, changed or transformed um (laughs) although it seems like she has tb maybe that's actually what i wrote down where she's like coughing and i'm kind of thinking that um even they don't really dig into it because she does that coughing she listened to her handkerchief which is always like that sign of like lung cancer tb like the blood's coming out onto the handkerchief but i have a feeling that um because like you she doesn't start coughing until that one witch that meets um the young boy in the grocery store, like she's actually looking at the window when they're dancing and everything before he meets um, this witch. And she just says curses under her breath. And that's yeah. when grandma starts coughing. And then she starts coughing in the store. And stuff. So I have oh. this weird feeling that that was their explanation as to what it is instead of being an actual oh. illness versus um, he, and, and she kind of like makes an offhand comment. Well, she even makes an offhand comment. She thinks her cough is even like a curse from a witch and stuff um, after like when they're in the hotel. Um, But I that that actually kind of makes sense because she recognizes her as the one who got away later. Yeah. Um, Pigtails. (laughs) But I also like that they establish that witches only prey on the poor and underprivileged. Oh, yeah. Well, not only the poor. I mean, she. She really lays it down uh, when they go to the hotel and um, Hero, or boy, is just sitting there going, but Grandma, what makes you think they're not going to be there? It's like, because only old witch white folks go to that hotel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they only prey on the poor and um, yes. privileged ones, who, or the poor and, un- and underprivileged. And, or, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, they don't go after the ones who, they're going to go after the ones who um, aren't going to be missed or something. Or, and yeah, most like, of the employees are like, are, are black and uh i know the one that was the the bellhop he was just like uh like take it aback like what are you doing here <laughs> like did you take a wrong turn almost and she yeah. just he's just like i'm gonna check in this hotel and he's like oh okay then and, and he's he even like, like yes <laughs> like, he, and he, he makes her keep her money it. and everything yeah and... he wouldn't accept a tip because he's just like fuck yeah <laughs> it's like you made it up here great <laughs> yeah, I really I enjoyed that and uh in this they they established that witches in uh witches are demons in disguise. Yeah, that's um that's actually really nice because it, it kind of takes away from the whole like issue that we had in the book where he really puts a hard F on that female. And I think that yes. was part of our titles, the hard F on the female where it's like like they're not women, they're demons in disguise. It's like thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's because that was that was a huge problem for me, too. And here it's finally like, uh, no, they're just demons for, you know, and like it. But it seems like she's sort of like a, a good witch. Yeah. Well, she, um, they even says like she's a voodoo priestess, priestess like older yeah. hero, as they close caption him. <laughs> older hero <laughs> mentions that. I didn't realize this till now that my grandma was some kind of voodoo priestess. So yes, and uh, of course that's played by uh, it's voiced by Chris Rock. Um, I fucking love Chris Rock, and it's so bizarre to me because uh, at the same time we're watching um, we've been watching Fargo because I fucking love Fargo, and uh, Chris Rock is a main uh, main actor in that where he's uh, he's 
playing this badass character who's like older and uh, set in the 50s, like I think, yeah, around the 50s. And so it's weird because he's so fucking amazing in that. It's weird to hear him go from a more dramatic role to like stereotypical Chris Rock in this one. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he was really laying it on thick in this. Like, I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird transition. It was, um, I think the one part was, um, because they, unlike in the, it, it, I mean, it follows the book ending a bit more accurately mm. where he doesn't get to become a boy again. He gets Which to I stay liked. a mouse. Yeah, no, and that was fine. And they, they made it less, they, they made it though bittersweet. Oh, they also God. made it seem fun at the end. Which and we'll talk about. Way less grim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we got to talk about that. Yeah. We got lots of things to talk about to cover. But I do think that every so often, whenever I heard Chris Rock talk and they explain, like, oh, he only lived, mice, my, mice people or uh, human mice or whatever it was he termed it, um, you know, like only live like maybe like three times the age of a mouse. I'm like, I'm not buying that Chris Rock is an old man right now. <laughs> No, <laughs> like I feel like he has a good another twenty years of mice life or human mice life left to go. <laughs> I did like. The, I'm really um, happy he's excited though. <laughs> I did like the appearance that they gave old, uh, old, old hero, hero. Mouse, though. Old yeah. hero mouse. <laughs> I like. See, this that. is this is where names come in handy. Writers who write these books <laughs> or writers who write these screenplays sometimes. It's now he's good man or yeah. mouse. <laughs> we can't keep calling the mouse. You know, the mouse boy boy because he does become. <laughs> An older man. <laughs> true, true. An older mouse man. <laughs> <laughs> mouse man. But of I have mouse to men say... in my. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> That's our title there. Of mouse um, man. <laughs> I love that. Like he starts to. Uh, he almost gives his name. And he's introducing himself to Bruno before Bruno's mother cuts cuts Bruno off. <laughs> <laughs> when they're introducing each other so i i really loved that i thought that was cute that was clever just like he's you're you're gonna hear his name and then nope nope not so much well and I okay so so um i i really admit that with the first introduction to bruno again really good casting with this mm -hmm. uh kid who plays bruno i was waiting for i actually i wrote down going like are we going to look at the most likely overt racism of bruno's family because you know that they say the n-word in the faces the hotel workers oh, i was like god yeah like, they have like just their behavior i was like oh i like i know they're not gonna say it in yeah. a kid's movie but it's like eh, this could pop up sooner or later but okay so i do think and unless there's like a like another term out there or maybe it was her mocking um uh the hotel manager for saying you know a young man such as yourself but she actually says grandma actually says um come gatsby oh yeah she calls him gatsby yeah I so i was like is that, that really his a... name or is that like a reference to <laughs> just like that was just like her being uh <laughs> like just just like replying with some uh, uh some sarcasm and yeah yeah Okay, good. Because like at first I was like, "Oh my god, does the kid have a name?" But at the same time, it's like, eh, it feels a little so too, too. But then I was just like, "No, nah, no, he." Because they they would have like credited him as Gatsby, but I I yeah. think it was just her joking. Okay, but yeah. I have to say that I felt like 
Anne Hathaway is giving the role fucking everything. Oh, yes, she is. <laughs> like, and I was be- so here for it. <laughs> Before she starts talking, even when she walks in, I, I actually like just start laughing because of the... Um, because you know the way they redesigned the witches to having those like long elongated almost mm. like opening jaw um unhinging jaw like a snake sort of teeth um the scars and everything all i was yeah. like was why so serious <laughs> and i just burst into <laughs> laughter and i'm like okay okay i gotta watch the movie <laughs> oh i loved it i loved her performance because like she was not holding anything back and i was telling carla while we were watching it i was like she is giving me both style and lifestyle goals throughout the whole damn movie. <laughs> like, you just want a cat that will literally perch on your arm yes! like a parrot, don't you? Hades, oh, I love God, that cat. Like so much. My kid loved that cat. Uh, my kid felt bad later on when the cat got locked in the cage because she got pissed at the cat for just yes. laying in the cage. I'm like, it's a box. Cats like boxes. Have you never owned a cat? I know it's a cage. You know, it's not exactly like, you know, a box, but still it could be like a box to this cat. But yes, I love oh. the fact that Hayes just like literally perched on like her up, her lower arm, yes. just like holding it like a bird. I was like, oh, I want this cat. I want to like, I want to pet this cat. I want to like so hug this badly. cat. And then she's obviously like used to getting her her way and she makes like she makes it so she gets her way all the time she's like that outfit she's wearing in the beginning the houndstooth outfit i was just like oh my god that is just everything and and then i don't even like pink in fact i kind of hate pink for clothes but i would still wear the fuck out of her outfit in the ballroom during the the little cape with the oh yeah before they take it off and she has like that weird snake thing kind of made up of her dress and stuff and i had to ask uh, carlo to get me an awesome metal bra like she does (laughs) oh the the bustier yeah bustier (laughs) i was like i need that so badly we did forget to mention that um um that this year also does get a pet mouse and just one mouse and Ah, he ends up naming the mouse daisy um so and he brings daisy to the hotel and daisy seems to be a really goddamn intelligent mouse and you Mm. learn really quickly why (laughs) after yeah yeah so so, i kind of had a problem with that too it's um it's an it was an interesting again it's an interesting change um uh but it didn't i mean we'll We'll talk more. I just wanted to also add in that one of the difference is that Bruno is a lot nicer in this. Yes, in yeah, this version, he's like not both a, in a jerk. Yeah, well, both in the book they basically talk about how um, Boy found him burning ants and everything, and just being yeah. a little like <laughs> snobby, <laughs> little shit. privileged kid. And yeah. in the movie, it wasn't horrible because he didn't really get to spend a lot of time with. Well, no, because he was like um, picking like food and like nibbling the sides of food and everything just being like disgusting and obviously now in the time of covid it's like i'm like now extra sensitive to those things even though it wasn't even the same time oh yes by the way if anybody's curious we are currently recording the day before our state goes into a four-week complete restrictive lockdown so almost everything is closing again for us so yay please wear your mask people please social distance because i want this to be over i want my kid to go back to school so anyways continuing that is my psa <laughs> that's my commercial Aww. break in between this is please let my kid go back to school <laughs> anyways but yeah no Bruno's like a lot nice like he even like waves yeah. to you know um hero and everything which again that's why i was sort of like wow that's actually like 
it's kind of like just a little sweet thing. It's like, oh, I just recognize you as another kid. And especially when you're looking at the background of the 1960s and you can imagine what his mm-hmm. parents probably said and thought about mixing with other people. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, this is a, this is like a, like a, just a nice kid who um, even admits that he likes to be a portly little boy. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I love, love, love that part. Like, I, I like big portly little boy. <laughs> oh my God, I love like you, he, Bruno. He, he, rec- he self-recognizes. <laughs> I um, love it. But yeah, so, um, and the, the sweets that um, um, Anne Hathaway's Grand Witch make obviously don't take like a day to work they take Mm -hmm. like an hour if it's one drop and um so he get so bruno's supposed to meet her um back at the ballroom and of course obviously hero is in there with his mouse daisy training he he is i will admit this hero is the best hider of all the kids (laughs) he hid under the stage platform (laughs) i was like okay that's a good hiding spot (laughs) you know if they didn't have super sniffers that would be a damn good hiding spot (laughs) yeah right and i like how in this one he was saying well maybe i just shouldn't he's telling his grandma well maybe i shouldn't take a bath anymore and she's like please don't test me I, 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 I think like, I was gonna say that I was like this grandma is pro bath for her own sake I like yes this. <laughs> I like that so you won't have any stinky kids running around in this one yeah. she's like <laughs> look I know there are witches but my but my sense of smell my olfactory like you know um, respect is much higher than whether or not a witch kitchen <laughs> okay <laughs> I love you but you're gonna smell nice <laughs> Yeah. Also, I mean, they're already getting shit from the the hotel manager, uh, Mr. Stringer, just for being black and being in that hotel. Like, imagine it being like a black stinky boy. (laughs) Like, you know, like yeah, I was just adding on too much. Yeah, Um, but. I do, yeah. Uh, yeah, getting back to the uh, ballroom, the other thing that I noticed is, um, it, and it was the same thing that I thought of when I was thinking about the movie when uh, she kills, um, when she zaps the witch and it's left like a burnt out chair and burnt out ashes. And in this case, Anne Hathaway's Grand High Witch literally like throws the podium across the room and breaks oh, it. My I'm like, God, like, so much destruction. And I love it. She destroyed so much of that hotel. <laughs> like, so much of that hotel got wrecked. I was like, waiting for the manager to just like knock on the door and be like, is everything okay in there, ladies? <laughs> and like she, she destroys didn't, like, the stage at one point. And I, I know she lifts like, it up yes. and just like, it. <laughs> destroy it all. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm angry. And it's like, they're going to wonder what the hell happened in here, this society oh. for the prevention of cruelty to children. And later she asks for the cheapest soup option. And I'm I- just like... Girl, you just broke a whole stage. That's why she asked for the cheapest option. She just got the bill for the stage. (laughs) I love it. So anyway, so Bruno obviously comes in. He's eating the chocolate and he's wanting more. And he turns into a mouse in front of the witches. And at that time, um, after she's already, you know, flipped the stage, um, Hero has actually decided to hide in a grate or a ventilation um grate that's big enough to fit him and he's watches and he has his little mouse daisy in his pocket so bruno mouse is running around um 
trying to get away. Bruno Mouse. I like that. Bruno Mouse, yes. <laughs> and suddenly little mouse Daisy starts talking and going like, oh, get him. And it's like, what? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, they, we've added another children or child. <laughs> and it turns out that um, Daisy was definitely the representation of the poor and forgotten child because she was an orphan who ran away, who was um, given a chocolate and also turned into a mouse. And she's been a mouse for, I think, like they said, like a couple months at this point. So Yeah, it's... and that was my problem. Not so much that they made, like they, they turned his two mice into one and that it was a mouse child. But the fact that, like, I like Chris, uh, Kristen Chenoweth. She's pretty amazing. But I really wish that they would have casted another kid for her voice. Yeah, I um, I was trying to, like, for a while, because I'm really bad at recognizing voices unless it's very distinct. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I, when I did look up, I was like, oh, okay, that's why... That's why I was. That sounded really familiar. It would have been nice, but at the same time, I can. I'm kind of annoyed because they did kind of include her as a very just um, interesting little extra character. Like I don't think yeah. she added anything additional, uh, but she was just like a little bit of extra. Like she like trying to stop um, Bruno from eating a grape. And it's like yeah, grapes are actually bad for mice. Just like grapes are yeah. bad for dogs. <laughs> She's like too. like you idiot like. Mice can't have grapes. <laughs> I did like the little like back and forth that they were having in the purse while the uh, <laughs> well the um well the uh, maintenance guy was putting down mice traps and yeah. everything, and you can see the opening of the purse and three mice like fighting over this grape and everything, and Bruce like trying to get it, <laughs> and it's like it's like this is the cutest little fight scene. It's like yeah, I'm paying attention to what the maintenance guy's saying, but I'm watching going like them playing like keep away with the grape from Bruno and everything, and trying to like get him away from it and hold him back and stuff and. Then he tries to head towards the trap with the cheese, and it's like, oh, for the love <laughs> of God. Bruno, again, no sense of self-preservation. <laughs> well, honestly, I feel like they, they only added Daisy because they wanted to have a, like a, a female a girl. Like girl protagonist. I think at one point I wrote her down as um, in a side story that was unaired. This is um, Hero's like future um, baby mama mouse maker <laughs> <laughs> when he hits his mouse teenage years. <laughs> I like because we talked that... about that in the movie or the book where it's like at some point he's going to get really disgruntled as like an angsty mouse teen. <laughs> he's gonna be like I can't list you. I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriend Daisy. My name is actually Mary, which that bugs me the most. <laughs> okay, yeah, because like you know, to be honest, like I wasn't really thinking about it until Carlo was asking. He was like, "Why do they keep calling her?" Daisy after she told them that her name's Mary. Yes, because they they're assholes. <laughs> like <laughs> I know. I was like I was like she said her name was Mary. Like it's that's that's her name is her name is Mary, not Daisy. <laughs> She's not I know you named mouse. the mouse Daisy, but her name is Mary. <laughs> and, she, and he even says he acknowledges her name. It's not like he sits there and says like oops sorry I've no. I've been calling but he was just like oh I like that name. It's a nice name. She's like thanks like you've acknowledged the name. <laughs> now let's move on. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, 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 I did, I did wish that they would have had another like, because I, I don't have a problem with them making a character out of Mary Daisy, but I do Mary wish Daisy. that it would have been a like another like young actor doing yeah. the voice. But. Yeah, it's it it does kind of feel a bit like uh, stunt casting, but at the same time, it was it was one of those like small things that I can be nitpicky about. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it definitely didn't take away from the character or from the story that they were building, which was a lot of fun because yeah, like I said, they um 
just some of the little things they did, like uh, even like going down into the sock, like um, he doesn't have to deal with the weird hissy, screamy, you know, lion like cat attack, like the um, mm. Luke, yes. Luke dealt with in the movie. He doesn't meet any other mice um, or frogs either, but yeah, um, even like the high witch that also gets a chance to recognize grandma as, you know, it's like, oh, I remember yeah. you, but is interrupted by Stanley Tucci kind of like trying to <laughs> persuade, persuade this rich, lovely client, you know, to, oh, you can bring your cat if it's in this, you know, carrier yeah. type thing. <laughs> and then the cat gets into the carrier and she locks him in there and leaves him there. And I'm yes, like, and calls him a traitor. I know. I'm just like, what the fuck, lady? Uh, she's a demon. I mean, I know, but it's like, oh, this poor kitty. Yeah, again, me. I'm just like, my kid loved the kitty too. Like he was just, oh, he yeah. was like, oh. And I'm like, I know, baby. He's, he, she's not a nice lady. There is no reason <laughs> so, to believe that Hades was a bad kitty. Well, at the same time, Hades was, um, Hades, um, uh, Hades is the hero of this story, not yeah, heroes. He Hades really is the hero of this story. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, they, they as they do, they follow the same plan where they're going to pour. Well, first, um, uh, Grandma's trying to get a potion because she might be able to reverse the spell to turn all the kids, the mice kids, back into kids, and it doesn't work. It turns into like a black liquid, um, mm-hmm. probably not safe to drink goo. Um, Bruno keeps eating, and they try to do that whole entire like, oh, Bruno, here are your parents and everything, and he's eating a cracker, and all the thing is like, man, it's. Uh, I'm thinking it's like there is a lot of bravery in a black woman walking up to two rich white people in the 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no! This saying could, like this, this mouse so is your son. Ways, so <laughs> and I, I want to talk to you about your son. I was like, oh. <laughs> it's like the stakes just get so so much more uncomfortable yes. and higher. I'm just like, oh please don't! It's one thing to be considered a crazy old lady. It's another thing when this is the 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one was like that was yeah. I, yeah, that that so one fraught. like really concerned me. And of course, like this the you know um, Mr. Stringer, the Tooch um, hotel manager, he <laughs> I'm so glad he is easily it. manipulated. Because <laughs> oh, totally. even then, you know, she um, you know Grandma talks her way out of it, going like, "Do I look a, like a woman who would carry mice in my purse? <laughs> like, yeah. Take care of this rat problem that you." <laughs> <laughs> he's just like I what like everybody's really good at just manipulating him <laughs> so. yes totally yeah he's a total pushover <laughs> I love it I think I, I even put it down at one point I'm like he's gonna need like therapy after like this whole entire incident he's just gonna need like so much fucking therapy <laughs> well, just like in general with, with whichever version of the, the show you read or watch like there's so much like uh irreversible de- destruction that happens to the to the hotel and to its reputation oh like, yeah there, there's no coming back from that <laughs> there's I, no coming back from that there's just no speaking of the rep- reputation the food the no garlic in the pea soup oh the fuck yeah is up with garlic I was like, well, yeah, you're definitely demons. You don't like garlic. <laughs> no offense to anybody like, who actually officially cannot have garlic. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I, what I was thinking was like, okay, Tooch, you're not even thinking about this. Like a whole group of like unrelated women. <laughs> like 
I mean, literally unrelated. Like, they're not family. They're all allergic or have an aversion to garlic. (laughs) Well, their aversion is they turn into rats, so it doesn't seem like they were aware that they were turning to rats, but still. That's a really unique food sensitivity. And uh, to be fair, considering what it was back in the day, food sensitivities were not really cared about. So, you know, he's, I mean, granted, she waved money in his face to make sure that, you know, nobody, uh, that the soup was made a particular way, but still. (laughs) Well, in so. the kitchen scene where um, where the hero puts the uh, the uh, potion in the soup, so so like uh, abbreviated from the, oh the yeah story no you don't get the, the whole yeah you don't get the whole like race to the kitchen the ch- mm-hmm. tail being chopped off and and to be fair you know that's been that's how it was done in the book and it's been done in the movie mm-hmm. and that was fine and I was okay with that it seemed me too. It seemed, and at the same time, I kind of appreciated the fact that, you know, he didn't get his tail chopped off because he's like, look at what I could do with my tail. I could do acrobatics. Yeah. Like, you dumbass. <laughs> As he was in the book. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. I had to tell Carlo about that. I was like, yeah, he's a real dumbass in the book. <laughs> he's just like, check it out, old man. <laughs> and they even mentioned, like, and they realized that the chef was, like, literally looking at him as he's doing all these, like, flips and stuff. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm kind of happy that they didn't do that. And this one, it seems like, um, like, while they were still obviously paying an homage to the the original movie and the original story, they, they also made it way less creepy for kids way less scary yeah the um both the i mean even the whether they turned into mice i mean i think my kid the only time he looked away a couple times was um when they were um taking off all of their wigs and stuff because like you know he saw like because at first like she had that reflection where like she just like pockmarked and everything and he kind of was like (gasps) and then like when the kid is turning into the rat when they're like they're holding him down and stuff i think that was more scary just because the idea of all these like creepy people just restraining you is very frightening in general for anybody and that was that was obviously my kid's um (laughs) problem part (laughs) so but for the most part he enjoyed a good amount of it um he kind of like had his like hands up to his face when um you know obviously the head witch didn't drink the soup and um yeah hero and uh the other mice and grandma go to the room to get all the um bottles and everything and Hades is still in the cage and <laughs> poor Hades and you know she sneaks in there while they're um well, the mice are underneath the couch, surrounded by all the rat traps, <laughs> surrounded by all the cheese, and Bruno still has no sense of self-preservation. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, come on! <laughs> he's like, <gasps> he's like Montgomery Jack from the Rescue Rangers. was like, cheese. <laughs> That's for all of you ni- early 90s kids there. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, so that I think kind of scared him and everything, because, you know, they don't, we don't know what she's going to do and she's obviously like putting some sort of curse on her that's making it hard for her to breathe and the bones cracking that actually weirded yeah. um most of the people who I was watching this movie out not just my kid but it was like just the building and growing of the bones and stuff um but it was it was a really nice end how they get the potion in her uh, with the mouse traps and everything and she Gives a, does a little chase when she gets to turn into that really ugly, hideous rat, and then Grandma traps her under the glass with all the books, so she's trying to push it out, and then she lets the cat out of the cage. 
That was great. Like, you know, they get the money that she has and, um, yeah. you know, they walk out with all the potions or the Formula 86 and she lets the cat out. And I really liked that. The fact that, like, they, they actually, unlike the other ones, they handle her being a rat. It's not just like she turned into a rat and then who knows. Butcher Knife um, was one of the movie one where, um, yeah, um, uh, God. Like, but my uh, brain Rowan just Atkinson. Thank uh, you. I was gonna say yeah. Mr. Bean, but I was like, I know that he has a real name. <laughs> <laughs> God yeah, damn it. Like he dealt with her, but I really liked that in this version they had to deal with her, and it was just like it was the kind of the apex of the story. Well, and... Hades deals with her, which by the way, Hades, smart cat, he like just starts pushing yes. the books off because yes! at first she's like, get these books off, get these books off. And then Hades comes up, he's like, leave the books on, leave the books on, leave the books on, and he I starts pushing that. the books back. And then you see him literally dive into the bowl that she's in that she can't mm-hmm. escape from because it's very long and narrow. I was like, oh yeah, she. And my kitty looks at me, she's like, she's dead, and I'm like, yeah, she's dead, oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, really liked that because they had to face off against her, but I feel like uh, Hades was the best one who, he he's the one who needed his revenge. <laughs> well, and so did Grandma because she, because uh, uh, the Grand High Witch um, was the one who turned her friend into a chicken. So, yeah. I mean, for her, yeah, it was probably also very cathartic. Yeah, but they don't have to kill her. They don't have to oh, kill yeah. anybody. They don't, they literally don't have anybody's blood on their hands. Oh, Yeah. No, it's and yes, just letting Hayes. I was like, yeah, cats do what cats do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and I, I do like the fact that even like in that whole entire scene, like Bruno still gets one of the cheeses when one of the traps goes off and yeah. one of them flies onto his hand. He's like running on two feet while eating. It's like, God damn it, Bruno. God damn it. I was thinking, God damn it, Bruno. But then I was like, God, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually wrote that down in my notes going like, Linda's going to love Bruno. <laughs> Like, oh jeez! <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, I wrote down seriously. There's a time and a place for cheese, and then the next thing was Linda's going to disagree with me on this <laughs> wholeheartedly. <laughs> I love when they're uh, the witches are turning into rats. The um, there's okay. So apparently, there was one uh, dude that was uh, playing one of the witches to as a sort of homage to the the original movie because they had so many dudes in dresses uh, mm-hmm. because they were bald already. Bald, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but I I think it's the dude witch who's in the back as they're all turning into rats. He's just calmly, peacefully eating his soup. <laughs> Yes, I think that was the case too. Like, and yeah. I loved it so much. I was like, yeah, I love that. That witch. That witch could stay. <laughs> that witch still got turned into a rat. That ra- okay, let's put let's yes. give this let's give this mouse rat kind of, of a happy story. That is the mouse rat that bit the hotel manager in the nuts. <laughs> my kid was like, he bit him in the balls. And I'm like, yes, baby, he bit him in the balls. <laughs> and then uh he Ran away, uh, saw the error of his ways, and became a good demon. <laughs> you will see him later on as Pizza Rat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I um, I love that. I love that. Uh, you know, even uh, I liked the message of this one more than the other stories, where she says, um, because he says that he feels like he doesn't feel like a mouse. He feels like a little boy. 
And she says, well, she still feels like a little girl, although she's got the body of an older woman. And um, she she says, well, never give up what you are inside. And I really love that. I felt I felt like that's that's a way better message than she, um, well. She's got two of those. She's got the never give with the um, never give up who you are inside. She's also got the love will always triumph. You know, yeah. as she's may or may not about to be killed by the Grand High Witch and everything. And you know, it's it it was there. There's just a lot of good messages in here. Don't get candy from strangers, people. Yeah, and she that. actually says that. Like you, she did Halloween. the worst thing. Like anybody could ever <laughs> do. Candy from strangers. Oh, he did. Yeah, I was like, yes, thank you, thank you. Like, why are I all these say, kids taking candy from strangers? Can we also agree that Bruno this this version of Bruno got the best ending? That got the happiest of endings this Bruno could yes. get. Because um, let's let's be fair, book Bruno, it's like, well, they probably drowned him in the bucket. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> and then it's like movie killed. Bruno's like, maybe they kept him all alive long enough for the mm. good witch to come and find him and turn him back into a boy, but eh <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, they did kind of acknowledge him as their son and everything, but it's like they still had cats at home. There's any little slip mm-hmm. up of a door not being placed right. But this Bruno gets to go home and, you know, live with grandma and hero and Mary, not Daisy. Mary. Um, <laughs> I'd like to think that they were a throuple. Because <laughs> it shows them going on adventures later and like traveling around. And I'd like to think that they were a happy throuple. But um, I made a. I pointed something out that was like really grim to uh, Carlo at the end. Um, at the end, when older Chris Rockmouse is giving the presentation to all of his like assassin children. Um, <laughs> I have something to say about that too, but you go with yours first. <laughs> Notice that he's the only mouse. It's just him and his grandma which leads me to believe that the other ones have died yeah i um mary was older and bruno wasn't exactly healthy yes the elephant in the room uh bruno was definitely not healthy to begin with and um he may have enjoyed being a portly little boy but he definitely kept winding he may have been a grape at one point for all we know (laughs) although they both seem to live until like 1979 according to that postcard where all three of them are pictured and stuff so which you know i mean if that's how long they're gonna say that um even older hero got to live then you know Hey, mm-hmm. that's pretty much ties up with what, you know, grandma thought and everything. She even calls him old timer at the end. Mm-hmm. Although and my thought was on him. Oh yeah, they gave him like little gray hairs around his face yeah, and I on his uh, muzzle of his face. So yeah, they they did. I mean, I, I knew what they were going for, though at the same time I was like, you know, it, he could also still been a teenager based off of the way that mm-hmm. he was like rallying the troops. Which the troops yeah. are children. And my reaction was, <laughs> is this organization also known as Nerve or Attack on Titan? Is this like, we were like, well, we can't like get adults out there. Like they'll get killed. Like let's inc- recruit children. Like they'll be that nice little, um, they'll be our recruits. Like we don't care if they die in this process. <laughs> it's like the witches are still dangerous. Even if you don't eat their chocolate. <laughs> it's like clearly Anne Hathaway's, um, you know, Grand High Witch could like stretch out her arms and like strangle you. So it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, okay. I don't know how I feel about the her like 
arms that extend like that. I, I was just, I was like, I mean, I, I didn't think too much on it. It was just one of those little things just to add to it. Though I did like the fact that she ran her hands into the fan and she bled black blood. So that kind of crystallized, mm. like when it dried up. So like yeah, the one like which she killed which also. Yeah, she killed, yeah. Yeah, and it just kind of disappeared, which I mean, if it weren't for the, you know, broken podium and the damaged stage she could have gone away with the fact that she murdered somebody in there and you know staff probably wouldn't have bad an eye but instead she also had to break a goddamn podium and a goddamn stage and suddenly it's like uh there's a lot of damage here and also she broke the frame off the bed threw it through the door of her room so i mean she she was destructive Oh, and also Grandma shared the wealth. That was also really sweet. She's yes. giving the, all of the um, workers at the hotel like what was like a hundred or it probably would have been like a hundred dollar bills. I don't. Yeah, they were hundred dollar bills. Okay, yeah, because I was thinking like also denomination wise of what was available back then. I think it would have been in about a hundred. So yeah, she's like, and he's yeah. like, and Grandma shared the wealth. I'm like, this is really sweet. <laughs> yeah, because I really liked that because like they didn't need all that money for themselves, and like I, and it was enough money to uh, for several witches to open up uh, sweet shops. So oh um, yeah, I mean, so they could have gone easily on their witch witch hunting, witch trout, mm-hmm. witch killing brigade, and still. Uh, now that makes me think because I I just came to this conclusion. How did they convince a whole bunch of children to sit in an auditorium without their parents explaining? Witches and going right, like I, I feel like they really should have just like just cut that part out. Yeah, because it was just like it kind of ruined a lot of things. I don't know. I wish that they had just gone on and like maybe, well, maybe they're orphans. Maybe they're like maybe they they uh, got a bunch of orphans in an orphanage like to sneak out of bed at night or something and. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. It's But even then, like, the ideas of orphanages, how they're portrayed in TV mm-hmm. versus, like, say, like, uh, foster homes or right. um, um, other facilities, um, group homes. It's like, you know, yeah, but you, they wouldn't be that many in just one singular building. Look, hopefully, either hopefully. way, these kids are, yes. most of these kids are going to die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speaking of the or poor and forgotten and unimportant. <laughs> like, they bought the Formula 86 and they're going to just... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, they at least had addresses, so they weren't, like, randomly going around just looking at, like, their teacher and be like, she gave me a D minus. bitch. <laughs> She's a witch. Although, oh, my God, put that put that power into the hands of a kid. Oh, my Holy God. Holy shit. <laughs> um, I, I know that you would be uh, very happy to know that... Okay, so the director was uh, the amazing Robert Zemeckis, who uh, is known for being one of the writers of, uh, or the writer of uh, uh, Back to the Future and director of Forrest Gump and uh, many, many amazing uh, films, including uh, he was the producer of Matchstick Men. I knew this, like, my hackles were like, I fucking, this is, this is why we're doing Vampire Diaries. This is my revenge. (laughs) Get them all in as you can, Linda. I've actually been trying to research any possible things that Nicolas Cage could have been involved with at any of the cast members from the Vampire Diaries. Uh, well, 
he was in Colorado Space. Uh, it has a, uh, um, uh, Madeline, I'm trying to remember her last name, but she was, uh, she's in the, the show, The Witches, or The Witches, The Magicians, which we'll be watching eventually. At some point. Yeah, eventually. We got, we got to, uh, cover a, um, lost bet first and, um, <sighs> we'll cover that on next episode. <clears throat> So we may have covered it on previous episodes. <laughs> um, the the brain dead one of us uh, <laughs> forgot that they wrote a lot of their notes on uh, a different device that's not in the room. Um, <laughs> and so you're gonna have to bear with me as I uh, I I do a lot of injustice to our. <laughs> Our uh, witch under the spotlight this evening, uh, the amazing goddess that is Octavia Spencer. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear this, you without notes. Oh, I'm just going to listen. God. It's just going to be a lot of shit that I can remember. This is um, my listening sound. <laughs> I can see you, like, cupping your ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should see the smile on my face as I'm God just like, yes, this is... <laughs> you want to talk about all your Nicolas Cage knowledge? Now talk about Octavia Spencer. <laughs> Damn it, she deserves so much better than this. <laughs> yes, yes, she does. And I know and, you made notes, and then you forgot them. Oh God! And I know we should have covered Anne Hathaway because she's the head witch. But you know, I feel like um, you know, there's no slight to Anne Hathaway. She's amazing, and like I said, she was giving this like her role in this fucking everything. But when you have Octavia Spencer there, it's kind of like, well, you have to fucking go with Octavia Spencer. You you have to. Yeah. Can, um, I, can I just say something about Anne Hathaway, though? I don't, I don't understand the hate she gets. Me neither. I've been trying to figure that out ever since, like, a lot of people just started, like, hating on her. And I'm just like, I, I, I didn't see a lot of the movies she was in. Me neither. Like, I didn't I watch did The s- Princess Diaries. Uh, I yeah, couldn't no. get into it. No. No, that's that was that is definitely not a movie for me. As we have kind of figured out that I am not a chick flicks person, which I think I is maybe like. I saw The Devil like, Wears Prada with also with the Tooch, and that yeah, was I didn't see that, that was good. I mean, I was like, I, the times that I've seen her, it's like, oh, you know, it's I don't, I don't see, I, I like I, said, I, I just don't understand the hate. I mean, maybe somebody else can explain it to me. It's like maybe she's just really snooty or something, but. I don't know. It's, I just it's something don't get that, that like, vibe always... from her, but I don't. I don't know. I know she got I a lot know. of shit after she and uh, James Franco hosted the um, the Oscars, but that's like one of I'd the hardest. I blame James Franco jobs. for that. I blame James yeah. Franco for that, based off of what I saw. It's like she was doing the best with what she had. <laughs> well, and not that, but like, there's so many comedians that won't touch it with a ten foot pole or any like award ceremony for that that reason, because there's always going to be those people saying like, "Oh, that was god awful," and like, you know, you're always going to get shit for it, no matter. Oh what. yeah, it's like it's like you didn't do anything new, and then they get somebody mm-hmm. who does something new, and it's like, oh, go back to the traditional. You know, it's like yeah, I exactly. think about um, uh, Seth MacFarlane hosted mm-hmm. the Oscars and it was like, oh, why don't we go back to old school and everything? It's like, you guys are complaining that nobody's freshened <laughs> this up and he's trying to bring in younger audiences because this award show bullshit's kind of dead. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he was trying to, you know, bring in his audience, which is different. <laughs> so, and I kind of enjoyed it. So, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, Oscars are still not for me. So that's why I like, I don't, 
I don't understand the hate she gets. You know, if that's what got her the hate she got, it's like, well, yeah, I don't it's a really hard like gig. the Oscars because it's it's just so like it, it's it's unfortunate, but like people have to campaign to get them. Yeah, and it's just it's a lot of like uh, like I don't want to say like political as in like um like you know politics political but like you know showbiz politics yeah yeah a lot of that crap involved and so it's just i I, that being said (laughs) octavia spencer was uh nominated first in 2012 for an oscar uh for uh portraying uh many in the help uh and she won for uh best supporting act uh best supporting role uh actress in a supporting role and then in 2017, she was nominated for uh, a supporting role again in Hidden Figures, but unfortunately, she did not win that. Uh, she was also nominated in 2018 for Best Supporting Role in The Shape of Water, which fucking loved it. Uh, but unfortunately, she didn't win for that either. And I'm I'm not going to rest until I see her nominated for, like, <laughs> for a leading actress. Like, it's got to happen got to happen soon but um she and on that that subject of the um shape of water uh she was supposedly a lifelong fan of horror and the uh fantasy film genre and uh she said that she's seen every film directed and uh executive produced by Guillermo del Toro and so I I I was so like happy to see that because like she was in uh, Shape of Water and she got to work with him and he was the screenwriter for this for the witches and that just fills my heart with joy because I I fucking love him too I fucking love her and it's just one big love fest. Um, but... I really want her now in a Guillermo del Toro movie, <laughs> a Guillermo del Toro horror movie. I'm just like that would yes. be so awesome. I want her to be like the lead. I still haven't uh, seen Ma. Um, not a uh, Del Toro movie, but um, but oh, it is a whole, horror yeah. movie. Yeah, um, I'm kind of interested. I mean, I like horror movies, so mm-hmm. um, it's just I don't Me get too. a chance to watch a lot of them because I'm mm. you, I've been like child. I don't know person. what it is. Like, well, no, I, I mean honestly, I can figure out how to make time, mm-hmm. but I I just get into TV shows right now, oh, so I just like I've been gotcha. binging like a lot of TV shows and. Um, to do a movie, it's, um, it's be like, I have to just sit down and want to watch this movie. Me too. I'm the same way. Like lately I've been really getting into, um, I don't know why, but like, okay. So I love horror movies, but I am a sucker for period pieces and I've been, uh, get really getting into call the midwife lately (laughs) and I am freaking all about it right now. And so it's kind of hard to watch movies right now because I'm like, yeah, or I could watch Call of the Midwife. <laughs> yeah. And this is like uh, if I feel like watching something, because for the most part, um, if I do sit down to do anything, um, sometimes I'll either A, turn on like a musical I've already like watched or listened to because I'm also doing other things. Right. So that's, the, uh, that's something like to have in the background. Part. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of what's nice about what we've been doing is, um, you know, I watch a movie and I also have to write about what I'm watching or watch a TV show and I have to write yeah. about what I'm watching. So it gives my hands something to do. You know, it, it always bugs the people that I sometimes watch stuff with because, like, I have to be doing something with my hands. So, like, I'll be typing or I'll be just like, why can't you just watch the movie? It's like it's 
it's really, really hard because like my hands are like in constant motion. <laughs> like, like going to the movie theater is like why I actually order snacks is because it's like I, I even if it's like a drink, I just need something to do with my hands in the meantime. <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm the same way. Like impulse. I um, that's why the whole reason I took up uh, knitting and crocheting is just to have something to do with my hands or, or I'll do like a puzzle while I'm watching something. Oh yeah. You see all the Lego sets that it's like, I will watch anything and I will build these Lego sets. Um, I mean, even watching uh, some of the TV shows that I'm watching that I enjoy, it's like, well, I'll still have like a, um, I also have a word document up and I'll still be writing stuff while watching. And like, I'll maybe take a break to be like, okay, make sure I catch this and back to this. And I'm still listening. So it's, it's hard for me to like, just want to sit down and concentrate on something. So, and I know that there's some things that I really do need to concentrate on. So this is actually kind of a nice um, way of actually watching something, being able to do something with my hands and also um, getting to see new movies and TV shows or, in somebody else's case, getting to rewatch something because somebody lost a bet. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so she was born in. <laughs> Octavia, Octavia Spencer. Spencer uh, was born Octavia Lenora Spencer in Montgomery, Alabama in um, maybe 1970, question mark. <laughs> and. Uh, she graduated from Auburn University with a, uh, a major in English and a double minor in journalism and theater, which was pretty goddamn amazing because uh, she also has dyslexia. And uh-huh. uh, I read somewhere that she she learns her her lines uh, by uh, by like um, by figuring out uh, like how to emote the the lines uh by like uh acting it out uh physically and so i i really liked that and i thought that was pretty goddamn amazing um she worked at, as like an intern in uh for the movie the Whoopi Goldberg movie The Long Walk Home uh back in 1996 and uh she then moved to uh LA by uh because uh her friend uh tate taylor uh is the one who told her hey you should really move out to la and you know see what she can do there and um glad she did because he ended up being the director for the help which uh earned her her the oscar so that worked out pretty goddamn well She's it's really funny you mentioned been. the help <laughs> recently because somebody had did this entire poster and this just reminded me of it. We just mentioned the help is it said um, if 2020 was a pie and it showed a picture of her <laughs> holding the pie and I'm like, yep, yes, yep, that, that's about right. <laughs> so um, sorry, continue. Just, when exactly you mentioned that, I was like that's it. now in my brain. <laughs> I feel like that could not be more accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's um. And you know what? We still got a month and a half left. So uh, buckle up, kids. <laughs> 2021 is coming and we'll see what that leads. So doesn't mean it's going to be good. Doesn't mean it's going to be bad. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but still, <laughs> I just watched John Oliver blow up a big 2020, you know, billboard. So, or, oh, know, don't tell me because like so. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. To be fair, he did the 2016 too. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. 2016 was a real dumpster fire for me too. Um, 
besides what was going on in the world. But uh, yeah, so uh, she was in a lot of a, a lot of roles um, in before that. In uh, in fact, like her first acting, uh, real acting gig was as a nurse in A Time to Kill. Um, but she, um, which by the way, was, uh, directed by Joel Schumacher, who also has worked with Nicolas Cage, but we won't get into that just oh, yet. God. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I was um, going to give you a break. <laughs> <laughs> You're making this worse. It. It's making me want to take closer revenge. Oh. <laughs> But she uh, she was in a lot of roles, but it wasn't until um, was it 2010 that The Help came out, and that's really when she had her um, her breakthrough when she started getting noticed. Um, excuse me, it was in 2011. Uh, she played the character Minnie Jackson, and um, it's a fun movie and it's a it's a fun book. Um, well, that seems like an asshole thing to say. Um, <laughs> Like, I think of fun because of her character and that pie. Because, <laughs> like, I remember seeing that and I'm like, fucking yes. Um, but, but anyway, um, it, it's it's good. Uh, anyway, uh, but she she really, like, started getting noticed after that. Um, and uh, since then, as I said, she's been nominated uh, three times for an Oscar. Uh, one, just the once, unfortunately. Uh, Golden Globe, she also won for The Help and was also nominated for The Shape of Water and Hidden Figures as well. Um, she was also, oh God, yes. Um, before I forget, she was also uh, nominated for an Emmy in um, actually this year for uh, portraying Madam C.J. Walker in uh, Netflix's uh, limited series Self Made, uh, inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker. Fucking amazing. It was, oh God. And the soundtrack for that is just, God damn it. It's just so fucking good. Um, if you have Netflix and you haven't checked it out, check it out now. It's, it's so goddamn good. Uh, just trust me on that. And it's amazing acting, amazing soundtrack. Check it out. Um, but yeah, so she's, uh, she keeps on going. She's amazing. And she's also, uh, the author of a series of children's books. Uh, there are only two out so far. Uh, it's Randy Rhodes, Ninja Detective. <laughs> which i love i i gotta check that out at some point but uh I'm typing it in to see <laughs> to see if it's age appropriate for my kid <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah she uh, keeps on rocking and she looks amazing so uh i wish Great. i had my uh, notes but uh here we are <laughs> and it's not my fault i'm dying <laughs> You're not dying. Dying. Um, You're just periodically falling asleep for reasons that we can't explain, and we're worried that someday you might sneeze blood out your nose. Well, I have been sneezing blood out my nose. That's the problem. I know. We're just worried to come back. Um, There's a lot of pain. But, uh, oh, I should also mention. I make fun, but I am sorry that you're going through this. (laughs) So am I. 
but uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be alive at some point. Um, and I just have to uh, drink some more Orphan Tears and I'll be back in shape. Um, before I... Just remember, uh, my child is not an orphan. That's I all I'm going to say. And I wouldn't want to make him cry anyway. <laughs> like, I like him. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I was, I was hoping you were going to say, I wouldn't want to make him an orphan because you know what that would entail. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, there's Tell me that, that would be the reason. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, last bit of thing. Uh, she uh, she also won uh, the BAFTA Award for uh, Best Supporting Actress in The Help and was also nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actress for The Shape of Water, but did not win that. And uh, she's one of the few uh, few women who have actually one of the few actors in general who have been able to win uh, a BAFTA, a Golden Globe, and an Academy Award all for the the same role, which is pretty goddamn spectacular. So now she just uh, she has acted um, on stage opposite Allison Janney who I also fucking love. Um, and who's her co-star in um, Ma- uh, Mom, which she's uh, been in occasionally. But uh, she said that it doesn't sound like she's going to be doing uh, much more stage acting because she said she had something like crippling uh, stage fright. And so, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate because if she would, then it's... It, gets her that much closer to becoming an EGOT. <laughs> I wanted to see her be an EGOT. But anywho. Uh, You're demanding a lot from somebody. <laughs> you know, Maybe their goal is not to get an EGOT. I, I just want her still. to get recognized for being amazing. That's all. And because Do it, uh, Do it now. She is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, they're fine. You start. She's fucking you amazing. start the ball rolling. <laughs> Be the change you want to see. <laughs> Octavia Spencer's goddamn amazing, and I think that we should uh, knight her in uh, the the American way, so she could be Octavia. Way? Goddamn motherfucking Spencer. <laughs> we'll we'll workshop the titles. <laughs> <laughs> You and I are no, going to no, workshop no. those titles. Uh, just like David Bowie's David, uh, David goddamn motherfucking Bowie. <laughs> I don't think that was a title bequeathed to him. I think that's basically how he was, um, no, you I know, did. born. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that would be Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, they knew. Oh, they yeah. knew at birth. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> when he was born in space. Yes. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, do you feel like we, we've covered it? There's anything else you wanted to share? I mean, no, we cover. I think we covered everything. I mean, this is one of the problems we sometimes run into when we do books and movies, and then we do mm-hmm. a remake of, you know, a, move, a book movie that's already been made to a book movie, where if you've listened to the last few episodes, you know the plot, and the plot doesn't entirely change, just some of the characters' interactions mm-hmm. and some of the... Other little changes, which again, I like the changes. Like, I didn't have a problem with that. The fact that they were still um, mice at the end of it was okay. You know, like, and and even then, it's um, when they did end it with him realizing he's going to be a mouse for the rest of his life. You know, like, it, it didn't feel as flippant 
as the yeah. book kind of made out to be. Like, it, he felt just sort of like, well, I like being a mouse, so who cares if I'm going to die at technically 17 or something? <laughs> <It> was like, <laughs> yeah, they let, like, made it less grim. Yeah, it, I mean, it was he like, still oh, said, and they like, got I want to die with you. Yeah, and when he even says, like, I'll get to be an old mouse, you'll get to be an old lady, and I'm thinking, it's like, mm-hmm. how old is Grandma? Because Grandma looks like she could probably live another 30 years. Yeah, <laughs> if she doesn't keep coughing up blood. <laughs> if, if it was a curse. And and to be fair, it doesn't look like it was, because, I mean, if they go mm-hmm. by the postcards, you know, she kept living for another, you know, yeah. 10 years. And she was coughing up, we assume she's coughing up blood. It's like we got to see the handkerchief covered in blood. That she just right. looks at it, and that's kind of feels like the indication. Um you know, so she lived another 10 years. So it's like she, you know, it could have been fine. It could have just been like, as you know, she said, it might have been that witch that cursed her or anything uh, or right. something. So true. I, and who knows? I mean, because they don't do the doctor scene, they don't have a doctor come by right. or anything or anybody else come by and say, like, oh, this is what you have. And here's my prescription. And now go spend mm-hmm. time by the seashore. It's literally like, we got to get the hell out of here because there are witches in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess yeah. since we've covered it, I, I this is oh, the we time have. where yeah. I say, please listen, subscribe, download, rate, and review Bednubs and Broom Flicks on Apple Podcasts, uh, Podchaser, and all other podcast platforms, especially on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, podcast because it, that's the one that helps us immensely it helps other people find us uh and remember you can find bed knobs and broom flicks on facebook and on twitter and instagram at broom flicks uh you know we're delightful because we have licks at the end it's l <laughs> b-r-o-o-m-f-l-i-c-k-s and you can write to us at broomflicks at gmail.com uh, you can find me on the weekly podcast, Cage's Kiss, the Nicholas Cage podcast. We just covered Color Out of Space. Uh, also, check me out as Lila in Dispatches of Disassociation and as Patrice and Lieutenant Murphy in Coyote's Bluff. Uh, Jane, where can the people find you? I just want to say that I'm very happy that you remembered your plugs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I that Donnie, Donnie should, should this time. I know. I think Donnie should add in like applause at the end of your "Where can they find you?" thing before I go into mine. That's all I'm going to say about that. Don't need to make any more references. And you can find me uh, picking the blueberries out of your fruit salad. Oh my! I know. I made it sexy. <laughs> I love blueberries. Um, <laughs> I'd like to thank Doug Walters and Redwire Blackwire for allowing us to use their song Compass. Go check it out. It's amazing. Uh, as well as the, the rest of their, their music. And in our next episode, we'll be covering the fifth book in the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Moss, Empire Storm. So if you haven't finished it, now's the time to finish it so that we can talk about it (laughs) some of us are slow readers (laughs) some of us have to pay for being slow (laughs) so anywho um, until then what's that got to do with my knob (laughs) my mouse knob (laughs) I was gonna say I don't know where to come back unless it's gonna be like a cheesy knob (laughs) so much cheese (laughs) Oh, my cheese. <gasps>